0: Hey, Joel here. It's Dining Around Broadcasting, well, live from the capital of American Gastronomy. But today we're recorded and we're going all around the Bay Area and beyond. Sometimes we're in Switzerland and other times we're right here in San Francisco and other Bay Area locations. A few weeks ago, uh, I mentioned that I was up in the Napa Valley and I was part of something uh called flavor which was a a cult wine tasting and i bring this up now because cult wines they come to mind when you think of very very low production very very high quality and it's a limited availability this is the idea of being able to find something that if you can taste it someplace or if you can get involved with it in some way shape or form then you have this experience that you might want to share with others friends and family and sometimes these cult wines are 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 come up from people who have been in the wine industry for a long time like the junius family who have quintessa which is the quintessential wine from their family But there are also others like the Staglins, who started off in tech and uh, Dariush, who started off in retail. These are, you know, let's let's think of Harlan, who started off in, I don't know, building and loan or something like that. But these are the different wines that come from places where people love the land, they love the concept, and they're excited to try something new. Now, I'm sitting here today in San Francisco, um, I have the great fortunate fortune to be joined by a member of the Arizona Diamondbacks, who is involved in some way, shape, or form. Well, in some way, shape, or form, he is a partner of a brand new winery, a couple years old, Chris Ian Meta. Sorry, I just said your name wrong, Chris. Uh, we just had a conversation off the air about it. About it. Uh, Ian Mehta, my apologies. No Thanks worries. for joining us today. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Listen, let's start right off the bat, like you're... A baseball player. You are very well known as being a baseball player. Why in the heck would you want to go in the wine business?
1: You know, it's kind of a passion of mine. Um, First generation American. My parents were both born in Italy. Um, My grandparents, you know, made, you know, garage wine back in uh, Rhode Island. So Mm -hmm. wine was always a part of our family. It was always on the table. So it was a part of my culture. It was a part of my life. Um, I had great relationships with both grandparents growing up. And um, my rookie year in uh, in major leagues, my uh, Grandma, and Mom's dad passed away, and for me, when it, wine was a way to reconnect. And at the same time, when you're a rookie, you get to experience, you know, veterans taking you out to dinner at a nice steakhouse. They order a nice bottle of wine, mm-hmm. um, nice napa cab, and. You know, for me, it was a way to reconnect with him. You know, when I had a glass of wine, I had the memories of him and the stories of sitting around his kitchen table, you know, talking about the old country, (laughs) talking about family and friends and Mm. things that he did in life. So for me, there was that great connection there. So wine just kind of was fortified in my heart and in my soul. So when I in 2012, I was with the Angels. Um, I met Vernon Wells for the first time. We became really good friends. We're now partners in this in the Jack business. Okay. Um, we were sitting around and like, you know, it would be a cool thing to do to solidify our friendship going forward. And we thought of business ideas that we could possibly do. And we both came off of a trip from Na- to Napa and we both loved it. Um, mm-hmm. As soon as I went there, I fell in love with the valley, just the lifestyle, the culture, how laid back it was, how beautiful it is, obviously.
0: Well, And it's that uh, Napa has that connection to the dirt, which sometimes people forget over time because they think of, Great swathes of, you know, shots of beautiful land and they think of the the fancy fancy events that happen, but right. it really is about the dirt and there's a huge history of Italian winemaking there as well from the Cesare Mandavi and also from the Truncaro family. And the list goes on and on and on, of right, course. But and so this is why you chose Napa.
1: Yeah, we you know we we started kicking around the idea. Would be like it'd be so cool to have property there, you know? It'd be so cool to after after baseball to be able to go there and relax and spend some time and enjoy the valley. And we're like, well, what about a, a wine label? You know, mm. we know how hard it is. I mean, everyone tells us how hard it is to be successful in the wine business. It's it's not something that you're gonna make millions off of unless no. you you know you're Mandavi, <laughs> <laughs> right?
0: Who worked for for decades and his family as well, exactly. which any farmer has to do, too. Mm-hmm. I mean, you, you work hard and you steward the land and then you're really good at marketing, too. Of course. <laughs> Those of course. things matter.
1: So, you know, we, we had some mutual contacts. We exhausted all of them. Um, we, we finally came into contact with our winemaker, who are now winemaker, Grant Long, Jr., and we just started emailing back and forth and you know, mm-hmm. he kinda highlighted all the you know, the really hard things about the business, you know, okay. wh- what the issues were and we said, you know what, we're gonna give it a try. And we had we we're very fortunate. We kinda pigtailed a lot of what he was doing. We used his you know, his legal team, his mm-hmm. uh creative design team, some of his marketing stuff and you know, he was obviously a mentor in the beginning and he made great wine. So for us it was a little bit easier road. Mm-hmm. You know, now once we've once we have established ourselves and we had a label and we bought property, now the hard part is, is getting it out to the people who love wine right and, and you know <laughs>
0: Well, let's go back a little bit. I mean, you mentioned your winemaker, ultimately important. Right. Um, we had an event with a woman by the name of Heidi Peterson Barrett, who's a very well known winemaker yes, in she Napa. Is. I mention that because she has, over time, created some of the best expressions and has been tapped by people like Mr. Kenzo from Japan, who came over and bought a, a nice piece of property and created something for himself. But did you work with your winemaker when you decided where to buy the land? Was that mm-hmm. part of the conversation?
1: Yeah, Vernon. So the way that our business is set up is Vernon and I split the a label in the business 50-50, but he purchased the vineyard. Um, and he worked closely with Grant. Grant kind of mm-hmm. scouted some places out that he, that he had heard was for sale, and he had known that really good grapes were grown there. So... When the opportunity to buy this buy this vineyard came up, Verena jumped on it, and that's mm-hmm. where Jack now resides. Instead of being a virtual business online that kind of <laughs> store some stores our wine at uh, Grant's place, mm-hmm. you know we now have our own place. It's a you know, it's a working winery a
0: working uh, working vineyard. So mm-hmm. we're excited about that. Well, and I guess at least as the business person and as the people who are involved, when you have a physical sense of space you get to be a part of that stewarding the project forward you walk in and you when you when you when you lift cases of wine from one place to the other you're like all right this is the smallest amount of work i'm going to do right. and it's still work
1: yeah mm. yeah of course you know for us it, you know we always say well jack was born because in you know connection to our kids and uh, 2012 jack was born and for us you know that dream was really born once we had once we had dirt and property in mm. napa and once you can be a full full-fledged
0: you know winery you feel a lot better about the situation um vernon and chris where did jack come from
1: um so we were kind of kicking around you know names We were on the both on the phone because vernon's from dallas i'm originally from rhode island so you know we're kicking names around what would what would make sense and for me one of my Favorite wines when I first got into wine was a uh, Matolo from Australia, an mm-hmm. Australian Shiraz, and they use their kids' initials G A M um, as part of the name. So I had that in the back of my memory, and I was like, well. What do our kids spell? And you know, we're going back and forth. I was like, "Oh, it spells Jack." I was like, "There's kind of a parallel to uh, to baseball, which we didn't really want. We mm-hmm. wanted to be standalone. We didn't want to be baseball players making wine. We wanted to be, <laughs> be winemakers." Right. Um, but I was like, "That's cool. It's kind of a tribute to our kids." And you know, we both, you know, every parent loves their kids. Mm-hmm. So we wanted them to be a part of this in some way, shape, or form. And they're still mine are still very young. So being able to put their initials on the bottle and have them be a
0: part of it, you know, on the neck of the bottle, it has their names. Um, so it's really cool. I think having though that connection but also to your family it makes people feel connected to the wine as well i mean they there's the story and it's oftentimes it is about the story of the wine not to keep somebody coming back but maybe to grab them the first time right and then to move it forward the quality has to be there but but the first moment
1: no of course and it, for me it parallels how i got into wine it was about family for me it was mm. about my history it was about my heritage it was about my memories with my my grandparents and now putting the, my kids into this it passes it on to another generation, hopefully. You know, mm-hmm. they're still obviously very young, but you know <laughs> They're
0: not gonna they're not gonna be like pouring and capping and things like that yeah, at the moment. No, not yet. Okay.
1: But um, you know, for us we want people to have that same connection and for the for most people that connection with family is there. And I think people can really relate to our story and mm-hmm. obviously they once they taste the wine they can they can really enjoy the wine for what it is, but also they can enjoy our story and remember what it al- what it's all about. Mm-hmm.
0: Will you eventually be using fruit from the, your own property, from the winery property, in the blend?
1: Yeah, we definitely will. Um, it's something that's going to start slow because um, it's been the first year that we've been on the property. But, you know, we really want to take time to really cultivate it and make sure that the quality of the grapes, even though they're very good right now, we want them to be up to our standard, and our mm-hmm. standards are extremely high. Um, we... You know we're able to produce a great cab and a great Sauvignon Blanc that's been pretty highly rated for being so new and mm-hmm. we want to make sure that the grapes on the vineyard match that we're mm-hmm. very close right now but I think in a, a year or two we'll be in a lot better place
0: that's interesting uh, b- before I lose you let me ask you you mentioned your grandparents a couple times in sure. your family what part of Italy is your family background what is your where do they originate
1: yeah sure my, my mom's parents they're from uh, Caserta which is right outside of Naples okay. and then um, My dad's parents, and probably no one has ever heard of it, it's a little town called Scopoli, a little mountain town. I think there might be 50 people in it. It's very, very small. So for us, you know, that's what it's all about. It's That Italian heritage is all about family. It's all about closeness. And, you know, we try to pass that along into the way we make Jack.
0: I think that's cool. But um, how do the other players feel about it?
1: I, we've gotten great responses. I mean, everyone loves it. You know, got teams. Uh, when I was with Seattle last year, um, playing for the Mariners, they bought a bunch of bottles for the team playing early in the season, and nice. everyone, everyone loved it. Um, they uh, so that was really cool. I was very thankful for that. And everyone who's who's purchased from us from teammates and friends have all been really impressed. You know, mm-hmm. they think it. A baseball player i think well it's you know run-of-the-mill stuff but that wasn't our goal we wanted to be winemakers first and i think we put out our de- a really good product
0: i think that that is a i think that is a goal attained <laughs> thank you very much for being a part of the show today i appreciate it yeah thank you for having uh, me. this is great uh chris Ian meta uh, i am meta my apologies um again uh the winery is jack winery the winery is located in napa the wine is from napa uh, it's a Napa Cabernet Sauvignon and Cabernet Sauvignon blend, is it not? I mean, yeah. I guess
1: it's a Sauvignon Blanc, but it's really we're 88% Sauvignon Blanc,
0: um, 12% Sauvignon Mosquet, so. which is the white wine. This and then the, the, the red wine is the Cabernet Sauvignon uh, uh, primarily. Yes. OK, good, yeah. good, good. Yeah. And so, again, the wine is available by allocation. So you can check them out, jackwinery.com, which is the website to go to. I'll pop up a link and we'll tweet it as well. And obviously, you can check out Chris uh, with the Di- Arizona Diamondbacks for sure, whenever he's playing and um right there you go i'm joel (laughs) more food when in travel uh grab a bottle of the wine if you can actually email them get on the list again like with any of these really small limited production wineries you kind of have to find them out but once you do you feel as though you're part of the story yourself and that way you can always either open a bottle with your friends and family save one for a little bit of time maybe put one down I mean, that's the way it's it goes. You, you feel as though you have a connection to it over time. And once you're on the list, well, you're on the list forever. All right. I'm Joel Moore, food, wine, and travel. Next time, right here on Dining Around.